This podcast is brought to you by Score Foundation. Hi, my name is George Abraham and welcome to Iway Conversations. My guest today is Masum Raza, who is um, a budding lawyer and an academician. Uh, welcome, Masum. Thank you so much, sir. And thanks a lot for inviting me on this platform. Uh, Masum, uh, you are a budding lawyer. You are teaching law at Jamia Millia and you also are a poet. So let's begin uh, with uh, law. Why did you choose to do law? Basically, sir, I have done my schooling in Delhi, and uh, that was a special school for blind students. So there, we were not given the option to take science or math. So most of the my seniors took either BA history or political science. So at the outset, I was also in the opinion to continue with that path. But uh, I did my 12th around 2017. So as we all know, at that point of time, there was huge uh, mobilization and there was huge demand for us another law related to rights of person with disability. That is basically 2016 Act, which replaced the previous 1995 Act. So in that whole scenario, I somehow tried to take law, not with full uh, mindfulness, but uh, it was somewhere in my mind to continue and take this path because it has a lot of, of things to offer and uh, engage with the idea of using law as an instrument to make some change. You studied the integrated uh, five-year uh, law program, right? Yes. So, uh, so, so how difficult was it for you to get your admission? And secondly, uh, uh, how did you manage the studies? Because there's a lot of reading involved in law. Yes. So as far as admission is concerned, so in admissions, the major hurdle of visually disabled face is uh, scribe. So at that time, there were many issues related to providing scribe because different institutions follow their different guidelines and it creates lots of chaos. So Jamia has at that time separate ordinance related to scribe and they themselves provide a scribe. And even the scenario is that they don't have any mechanism. They just ask random people who are wandering there to write the paper of any candidate. It was not a very good practice. So that may be a problem. And I also faced because I went for the exam and they gave me a scribe who was uh, some student there. But uh, it was very difficult to read some of the questions considering 
the scenario that in law paper there are lots of latin terms latin maxims and big big words to read and in exam you have to read very fluently and very uh, efficiently including all the options so that we can mark so this was the scenario and challenge related to scribe but overall uh, they were in other sense cooperative so it was done and with regard to study material and spending their five years so it was very uh, interesting amazing and superb experience uh, we went and as far as i know i was the first person there to i was the first visually impaired person who have done graduation from there in law and uh, there was no no as such provision specific related to visually disabled but uh, yeah teachers were and professors were much aware and they tried to help me in lots of sense only the same problem i faced in the examination the same scribe issue so in first and second trimester i fought a lot means from like my faculty to vice chancellors it was too long battle and eventually i switched to computer instead of taking scribe i started writing on my computer and they allowed this after lots of discussions and debates so and in all other respects professors professors were very amazing they were ready to help in most of the aspects and uh, provide me reasonable accommodation as much as possible if you know of anyone with vision impairment who needs guidance on living life with blindness please share the iway national toll free helpline number 18005320469 the number is 18005320469 you started working as a lawyer in the intellectual property rights uh, space Can you tell yeah. us a little bit about this intellectual property rights, and do you think it's a good uh, space for blind lawyers to work in? Uh, when I went to NLSI Bangalore for my post graduation, there I was primarily introduced in this domain. Though I have studied about intellectual property law in my graduation, but uh, there was a professor named Arul Jaskaya. He introduced me to this domain. and then i interned in bangalore in a intellectual property law firm so i feel that this is the most accessible uh, domain for a person with blindness to work in the field of law because there are many aspects which are happening online in this field if in the simple sense uh in, if i say about intellectual property so it relates with the copyright infringement then there is logo slash trademark so that is in related to infringement and registration and so and so forth so trademark registrations 
and there is a portal online then trademark hearing these things are very much online so navigation and accessible physical accessibility problem gets reduced yeah there are certain issues always but to the extent i feel that intellectual property law domain is way more accessible than any other law domain and it is uh, doable in a sense that we can uh, we can restrict the physical mobility out there and perform most of the tasks and it is really interesting did you professionally also work on ipr while you were uh, in bangalore uh, yes professionally since after completing my graduation i joined a law firm and there i was intellectual property associate so i worked there as a professional uh, so uh, you are now a guest lecturer at uh, jamia so why did you make that switch primarily i wanted to explore the academic domain as well because i'm in the mind frame that i can explore within few years what i have to do for the rest of the life so i thought that it is a very amazing opportunity which i got very soon so this made me to make this switch so uh, what uh, aspects of law do you teach at jamia right now i have been allotted labor law and uh, family gender and patriarchy you are also a javed abidi fellow so can i tell us a little bit about what this fellowship is about and what work under this fellowship you are doing yes so this uh, fellowship is offered by ncpdp national center for promotion of employment of person of disabled person ncpdp so basically this is a very renowned organization and uh, it works for the accessibility and inclusion of person with disabilities and uh, for last couple of years it is started uh, providing this fellowship in which there are certain individuals who takes certain objectives and certain areas to work upon to make uh, those fields accessible and inclusive for everyone so in this fellowship i took uh, digital accessibility in general and making e database or e resources accessible for person with disability so primarily i'm focusing there are certain our database which we use to perform our uh, task mainly to conduct research or to write academic paper and do other sorts of research most of us might have heard about jstor then economic and political weekly and uh, in law there are databases such as manupatra ssc online so if a law person who uses ssc online but on, on the other hand a person with visual disability cannot use ssc online given the inaccessibility present in its interface so i am 
uh, working on this area to make these platforms primarily uh, these related to different kind of storing data platforms accessible for a uh, person with disability. Between your teaching job and um, uh, the fellowship that you're doing, uh, yeah. how do you find time? Uh, the time, as we say that, we know how much busy we are. So it's all about managing and balancing the things. And it is much doable if we try to adjust the things and make uh, as much as reasonable switches at the right moment so that eventually creates time for everything so masum uh, where are you from uh, and 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 which part of india are you from and uh, and from what age have you had this eye problem i i hail from uh, west champaran bihar there is a small village kolua so i i spent most of my time there and after that few years i spent in betia which is also in west champaran only there i studied till third standard and when i was in third standard so i was diagnosed with stephens johnson syndrome and it is a very rare and serious disease in which all skin die and shed so in that it was occurred it occurred due to medicine reaction and uh, when i was around 8 years old so i turned completely blind what do your parents do and how did they respond to your blindness uh, my father is a farmer and uh, he had a shop as well at that time and my mother is a homemaker so basically at that time they were very panic as it happens so the primary focus was to uh, get treatment as soon as possible because uh, it took around 5 to 6 months just to heal all skin and after that gradually i was losing my eyesight so around 5 6 months it was from 100 to 0 and uh, then uh what they were primarily looking for to see some hospitals for different different hospitals to get treatment for the eye so initial two years just being invested to look for different kind of hospitals from aims to lv prasad then different then shankar nitralay finally they went and uh, they told that when i will be around 18 years old then they will operate so maybe there would be some possibility for some vision so at that point they stopped and now next question was what to do next so uh, we waited for some time because there was no clue as such that oh, what they can do with a blind child so basically for this disease many of the doctors were not ready to provide any sort of medicine because i had medicine reaction of 11 total 11 medicines so for the very small small things i have to 
I had to come to Delhi for treatment for fever or for any other things. So in Delhi only there is a, a cousin of mine who had a friend who was working in BRA, and from there my family got to know that yes they can study, uh, and uh, there is some provision and kind of mechanism to study further. So through that. www.scorefoundation.org.in as an 8 year old boy when all this was going uh, going on you know you your skin was affected your eyesight was affected so what was going through your mind at that time, at that point of time uh it was very mixed kind of uh, thing and emotions were very uh, i can't put in words but uh, i can give certain incidents like uh, i was very much interested in playing cricket and uh, playing with my cousin so at that time when i turned blind i was very much depressed when i was seeing my cousins playing and i was just sitting and i know they were telling me that masoom you can join me or we are telling you that yeah now x is playing and y is bowling and and they trying they were trying to include me but still in some where in my mind i was very much uh we can say depressed or dejected or maybe we can say that i was figuring out what is next because at that very small child there, there was no clue and no way out to think much as well i have also not seen any person till that age who is blind and doing certain things in my place so i have no person to look up so those things created lots of cues so what i did i again started reliving my childhood so i told most of my uh, friends that i lived my childhood twice so first before uh, first when i born and then around 6 7 years then after that when i turned blind so masoom uh, i also believe that you write uh, poetry so uh, yes. what what uh, got you interested in poetry and uh, when did you start writing poetry uh, i started on when i was in 10th standard and uh, it was just happened luck by chance i was just trying to do some word play and then from there only i started and uh, it was i mean i have not thought of in that way what made me start to write because prior to that i was writing few lines in hindi and i was presenting here and there but uh, not very much but from 10th standard i started writing fluent frequently and uh, yeah got published 
from different places as well. Would you like to share uh, some poetry that you've written? Would you like to read out or recite? Uh, yes, sir. If you allow me, then I will definitely. Please. So, <clears throat> I am an open book, ready to be read. Those who turn pages find they all are empty. Even if, when disentangled events unfold, incomplete stories, unsung labradors, and unwoven dreams pop out. Seems I'm like a flying saucer when alone the sky is my limit. And certainly few friends are my wings, those who hold me but never attempt to hold me back. I'm very vocal but many a time equivocal. Label me a blabbermouth or good time pass. Lovely, love me, love you or love me not. I care, I don't care at all. Like a volcano, the world is boiling. Don't know how uncontrolled all get destroyed. In that breakdown, you break up. But now I have also learned the treachery of life. In the whole ocean, when I saw a single amphibian, it appeared that is really self-absorbed. But sometimes I girl, sometimes I gave. Certainly not a leech. I am a love bee, full of flaws, full of pessimism, wandering here and there in search of such light. Only slip up, don't want to be in chain. Let it be, again, won't bear that pain. Dissect what I can, what I cannot, envious, moody, egoist, and what not. For someone, I am dangerous, for the few, treacherous. Dare open the open book, the blank pages will appear mysterious. Yes, well, that's beautiful. Thank you very much for sharing this poem with us. How often do you write, um, uh, Masum? Uh, around 10, 12 poems in a year. Not very frequently, but yeah. And uh, have you published any of them? Yes, sir, quite of them. Where do you publish them? Uh, there are certain journals in which I got published. There are certain college magazines in which I got published and there are certain websites. So these platforms are there. Good. So Masum, uh, wish you the very best. Thank you for taking time to speak to us. Wish you the very best in your professional life. And as you continue teaching, uh, may your aspirations be fulfilled. And uh, God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for giving me this kind of opportunity. This podcast was brought to you by Score Foundation.